0: We're not happy campers this week. <laughs> Hello and welcome to Horror Called Trash shiver the show that discusses all the masterpieces and trash the pieces of genre cinema. I'm Gary. And I'm Chris. Oof. Well, we've come to an end of Summer Camp Slashers. What, what a way to end it. So... Uh, <laughs> Sorry. These films put me in a bad mood. Yeah. Awful. But before we get to them, we... For our first time ever, 61 episodes in, we have some fan interactions to read out. (laughs) We've had enough this week to do a whole section on it, which is great. Um, First of all, the ultimate fan interaction is our poll, of course, for these films. (laughs) You're going to love this. So, first we did uh, a poll with Sleepaway Camp 2, Sleepaway Camp 3. Then we did uh, 4 and Return Sleepaway Camp And then the final two were Return to Sleepaway Camp and Sleepaway Camp 2. That final one, Sleepaway Camp 2 got 100% of the votes. Not a single one for Return to Sleepaway Camp. Before that, the way it was looking, was Sleepaway Camp 2 first. Second place, Return to Sleepaway Camp. In third place, Sleepaway Camp 4. And and in final place, Sleepaway Camp 3. The fuck is wrong with you people? Oh, I'm not,
1: I'd usually say I'm not here to tell people what to like or what not to like. Oh, fucking hell. Sleepaway
0: Camp 4 is not even a film! It's not even a
1: film. It's not even a film.
0: Oh, it, it certainly made me appreciate Sleepaway Camp 3 more, that's for certain. Yeah,
1: yeah. Sleepaway Camp 3 looks like fucking Lawrence of Arabia compared to part 4. <laughs>
0: So, other fan interactions. Uh, Michael Worsley said he enjoyed our show on Cruising and said that Al has a long list of questionable castings. <laughs> Jack and Chill.
1: Yeah, it's true. He's he's kind of become one of those, will kind of do anything for the money.
0: Yeah, pretty much.
1: Um, which, you know, some fantastic actors have been. Uh, Orson Welles was very famous for taking... Whatever he could. Mm-hmm. Um, Laurence Olivier did some very questionable films for the money and openly admitted it as well.
0: Yeah. So. Well, thanks for listening. And uh, Cruising does seem to be having a lot of love recently. Like, loads of people have been listening to that episode since we started Spotify, so thanks. Maz gave a really interesting uh, theory on Sleepaway Camp, didn't she? Yes. So she mentioned that. She listened to uh, our original Sleepaway Camp episode and then last week's episode on 2 and 3 and how the trans representation is a little better in 2 and 3 because Angela chose to have the operation to become a woman whereas in the first film it was forced upon her and that's why she went crazy because she was made to be uh, a girl when she was actually a boy and that's obviously really iffy. But yeah, that was a really good uh, analysis. Yeah. So uh thanks. And she, she also thanked us because it was her last day of work and uh apparently we always cheered her up after work and oh, blessed. Yeah. Her. It's nice nice to know we uh we had that impact love on Lovely Maz. Uh Gilbert Garcia said Sleepaway Camp Free is one of his all time favourite films. Lovely. Uh, <laughs> <laughs>
1: yeah
0: i mean it's a good film compared to what we've watched this week so
1: well it's the whole favorite film compared to what you believe to be the greatest films of all time there's always going to be a difference so
0: uh theater talking queers podcast said the the whole connie craig artwork thing is forever confusing but the movies are everything
1: yeah it's very confusing (laughs) Because she do kind of go into the film expecting Angela to look like that, and she doesn't. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> and, but Pamela Springsteen, you know, would have made a great poster girl. Oh, yeah, definitely.
0: Yeah. I mean, look at the unflattering Nightmare Vacation 2 artwork where her face is, like, photoshopped onto it.
1: And there has been artwork since that yeah. people have created where Pamela Springsteen looks great. and.
0: Oh, I miss Pamela Springsteen this week oh so, wow we saw a lot of her <laughs> but, um <laughs> so Cinema Somelia, if I'm pronouncing that wrong I apologise on Instagram uh, said that the Sleepaway Camp franchise is deeply weird but he um, he or she loves it I, you know, I should have looked at this I, I do apologise uh, but his Instagram said they loved it uh, the franchise and recommended that we watch fairtown USA a new trauma release okay well, apparently it's, a it's new one really similar to Sleepaway well, uh, yeah from what he said oh yeah I've never heard of it. And, of course, uh, we have an announcement that we're going to be part of uh, the Creepy Crap podcast soon. Uh, Daniel has been chatting away to us and uh, he's asked us to be a part of his 50th episode talking about Rocky Horror Picture Show. So we recorded a, uh, a segment for that, which should be appearing on there soon. So go check him out and uh, keep an eye out for it. And, uh, as always, that's fan interactions for this week. But, you know, if you want to talk to us about these Sleepaway Camp films, I normally do this at the end of the episode, but we'll do it now. We're Horror Cult Trash Over on uh, Instagram and Facebook and Horror Cult Trash on Twitter. So, get in touch. Keep it up. But now, the best part of the episode's gone. <laughs> <laughs> now we have to talk about this shit. So... Last week, we spoke about the sequel, the sleep, the Sleepaway Camp sequels that furthered the franchise, made it a little better, made it more funny and more fun. Um, you know, it, it made it into an 80s slasher franchise, like the more Nightmare on Elm Street sequel-esque yeah. kind of yeah. things. This episode, we're talking about the sequels that destroyed the franchise. Yeah. Well, well the,
1: the, the part four destroyed the franchise, or what could have been a potential franchise. I would
0: return to Sleeper Camp absolutely destroyed it. There's no way they're going to make it a vo- In fact, I know they're not, because they're going to be doing a remake, aren't they? Yeah, are they? Yeah, there's, ah. there's a remake in the pipeline.
1: <sighs> Can you remake a film with such an iconic twist? That is going to be interesting. Is it? Are you too reliant on new uh
0: watchers not being aware of the original film yeah it's a difficult one because i mean they can't do that twist now they can't do that twist now but that's a huge selling point of the film yeah it would be like remaking the sixth sense it's essentially just gonna be it'll it'll almost be like another friday the 13th film because it's just gonna be a slasher in the woods it's not gonna be much else is it Mm-hmm but that's in the future. Unfortunately, we have to speak about this for now. So first up, we have Sleepway Camp 4, The Survivor. Made in 1992, released in 2002. Directed by Jim Markovic, the director of Young Bruce Lee and The Last Fist of Fury. Okay. Uh, which I believe is a film compiled of uh, a news footage of Bruce Lee. Oh my God. Yeah. Budgets unknown because there's no budget. Let's face it. No. And uh, literally two dollars. It's not often we mention IMDb scores, but this has a whopping one point eight on IMDb.
1: Yeah. That's, uh, and that's being generous.
0: the the, tri- the trivia is basically the story of this film. Um, so the film began production in ninety two, but while filming the production, uh, while filming the production company Double Helix Films went bankrupt and was shut down. So existing footage was put together and included as a Best Buy bonus disc in their Sleepaway Camp Survival Kit DVD box set. The film was never completed, but it was compiled of 30 minutes of newly shot footage. Bullshit. Um, And then apparently the rest of it's compiled of footage from Sleepaway Camp 1 to 3. And in November 2010, Fangoria announced that the film had been completed at last. But we've not seen it since then. Do you know why? Because it's bullshit. I'm glad that they didn't try to sell this.
1: I know it was a disc in a box set. Yeah. Uh-huh. I'm I'm glad that it was part of the box set. Because if they had brought this out and said, Here's a new film, come and watch it, give us ten pound ninety nine mm. for the privilege, I'd be fuming. Yeah. You know, that that would be just cheating people out of money. This just should have never still, been released. It's still kind of cheeky yeah. to say this is Sleepaway Camp Part 4. If I'm being honest, and obviously we'll go into it as we go through the whatever the fuck this is, because I ain't calling it a film, I don't think this is even... It shouldn't even have an IMDb page. No. It just shouldn't exist. No, it, it should never it have should been released. It should just be these guys tried to film. It failed. Never that's it never happened. Yeah. They got about 30 minutes of footage that's
0: an extra on a DVD. This should be an yeah. extra on yeah. a DVD. Yeah, release it as a short film. As a short film, as an extra on the DVD. Yeah. Like, like. like um, a short
1: film because it's so incoherent. Yeah. The parts that aren't just. Parts of the original three films aren't even coherent enough to make a short film. It it makes no sense. No. Just shove them on a DVD extra. Say here's a few clips that were filmed for the fourth film, and be done with it.
0: Mm. And be like, yeah, yeah, that's it. Yeah, yeah, but no, they try to sell it as a fourth film. We'll get into it. The plot is Alison Kramer. So the very loose plot. Alison Kramer suffers recurring nightmares and selective amnesia. She returns to the camp. To, she returns to camp to discover the truth, only to find dark memories coming to life before her very eyes. So that's not true. As we begin this badly edited mess, uh, we are told it's from from around the world productions, and um, we get to see the end of Sleepaway Camp three. With a random shot of a raccoon edited into it. <laughs> yeah. Part of the 30 minutes of new footage. Yeah. We then get a patient file on Alison Kramer. This, very wordy. Very wordy patient yeah, file. Yeah, for scrolling
1: text, very wordy. Yeah,
0: It it goes on for a while, but essentially what they say is she's a survivor of a sleepaway camp massacre uh, that Angela was involved in. Angela was never found... The doctor advised Alison that she goes back to the site of the murder to uh, try and remember things. And then we're shown a shot of this Alison looking up into uh, the distance, and uh, we then get a shot of Pamela Springsteen as Angela. Yes. Taken from Sleepway Camp 3. <laughs> and then Alison says, Oh my god, it's you! <laughs> So we're meant to think
1: that's her approach now. For the most part of this film, though, uh, uh, Alison's lips don't actually move no. as she speaks. No,
0: no, they don't.
1: Um, it's all voiceover. Yeah. So my assumption is that some footage was shot... No, we'll get into it. We'll get yeah. into it, actually. Cause get the it's, opening it's credits. more apparent as we go on.
0: We get the opening credits. And as you know from, you know, what we've said about the last few films, they've always had a banger in them. But this one just has a really shitty score. Yeah,
1: it's it's not great, to be fair. Very disappointing.
0: Uh, Alison's sunbathing. We get to see this a lot. And she's got a voiceover about how she uh, remembers a murder that took place in a tent further up in the camp.
1: So essentially what's happened is, uh, what I think has happened is they've shot this girl in a bikini. (laughs) They're doing some location shooting for (laughs) it. So they've got this footage and they're like, oh, shit, give it a voiceover. (laughs) Because it's certainly not her voice. No. Um, We'll give it a a voiceover and try and make something of it. But it is literally just shots of her in a bikini lounging around. And
0: it's not even nice shots either. Like, it, it's so... I mean, she looks lovely. She looks lovely, but it's badly made. Yeah. The, the footage looks so shitty. It and looks, yeah, The really voiceover, cheap. the voiceover sounds even worse. It's awful. So awful. And the editing is so bad yeah. that when it cuts in between the first three films, the music from those scenes just ends so abruptly as it goes to the next scene. It looks like a child's fucking edited it. It, it's yeah. ridiculous. And the quality changes between two and three and one constantly. Yeah. Because of their source material.
1: And it's, it's so, you're a potential survivor of a massacre. You have some amnesia relating to this. mm mm-hmm. You're going to the camp, the scene of the crime, yeah. to try and remember your trauma.
0: Yeah.
1: Great opportunity to get a tan, though, as well.
0: <laughs> so better make sure you're doing it in a bikini. Yeah. Uh-huh. So of course we get the flashback of Herman's death from Sleepaway Camp 3, but we get a very long version of this because that scene I mentioned last week that had me feeling uncomfortable where he's uh, sucking on that young actress's tits is extended. They just repeat the shot over and over and over again for about 5 minutes until Angela kills him as she does in the in the third film. But it should not have gone on that long. No, you really None of it should have gone on this long. Take in mind, this film's an hour and ten minutes long. <sighs> so, Alison says that Angela, she was such a freak. So we get a flashback to Sleepaway Camp 1's <laughs> exposition about Angela being a boy, and when she saw her gay dads getting it on. And uh, and then Alice... Is Are they insinuating that that's why she's a freak? Yeah. Mm. Of course. Uh, so what they fixed in 2 and 3, they've completely gone back on and reset it <laughs> yeah. with the iffiness from part 1. Yeah. With this whatever it is. And uh, she says, you know what they say, it starts in the home... Or is it just a bad gene pool? She sounds like fucking Carrie Bradshaw. She sounds like fucking Carrie Bradshaw. (laughs) Yes, she does. She is straight from Sex and the City. And and maybe this is an unused Sex and the City episode. (laughs) (sighs) So, (laughs) Alison remembers Angela's first day at camp. It explains at the end how she remembers all this and it's bullshit. She remembers her first day at camp. And uh, we get a flashback to... uh, when they first arrived at the camp, and Paul was telling uh, Ricky about how Judy's boobs have grown, but when he mentions it, it gives us a uh, a quick shot of Alison sunbathing. Well, she's sunbathing,
1: <laughs> but she, she's actually giving the, the girls a little shake, though, isn't she? Yeah.
0: Uh, as well. <laughs> so you need to demonstrate to us what boobs are. These, Thank you very much. These are what boobs We had are. no idea. This film is fucking insulting. It treats you like you're a fucking idiot. <laughs> Everything <laughs> that they say in this film, they have to show a visual representation of it. <laughs> do. It's ridiculous. We get uh, a flashback to Sleepaway Camp 3 of when Officer Barney was explaining about Angela. A flashback to Angela's speech that she imagined in her head from part three. Did did we not get Carpenter's Dream before that? Uh was that before that or was that coming on? I
1: thought that was before, right after the boobs, it was uh flat as a board as a uh, screw. Yeah,
0: and as they say that it shows us a quick flash of the sex scene from Sleeper Camp 2. Yes it did. So we know what a screw is. <laughs> So, um, then we get the uh, the scene where Ricky's asking where Angela is for some reason. Get Lily's death uh, with the lawnmower.
1: Yeah, none of this is connected in any way.
0: No, no, I could understand.
1: So, I could understand the whole boob thing. And then flat as a board in need of a screw. I get that. Then I don't get the, the rest of it, how that sort of um, connects to each other
0: well after that after uh, Lily's death we get to see uh, Officer Barney's death in full full detail like the whole scene the entire scene scene. and then Alison says were they crazy? she's back in camp as a counsellor then we get the campfire story from Sleepaway Camp 2 where we find out Angela's backstory again (laughs) for the third time since this film has started then we get Phoebe's death The shit sisters singing their version of the Happy Campus song. (laughs) Yeah. Alison climbs out of the lake and tells us how Angela was afraid of water. Like a cat. Like a cat. Yeah. (laughs) And then we got a compilation
1: of (laughs) Angela and water. (laughs) (laughs) So throughout the first three films, every moment she ever comes into contact with some water. Is shown in this, like, compilation. It's ridiculous. So, when she's thrown into the lake in
0: the first yeah. film. Well, first it's her refusing to swim in the first film. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. And then it's the water balloon scene. Yeah. And then it's uh, the beehive scene. Yeah, but it's the water balloon scene and the
1: wicked dump death as well. Yeah,
0: yeah, yeah. So, those two, the beehive and uh, the water <laughs> yeah. balloon scene. Then it's the Tip Patrol tipping water on the head in part two. Then it's the Tip Patrol's death and that random female counsellor. <laughs> then it's Angela being thrown in the water.
1: I just don't understand why it wasn't just a quick cut. Yeah. Quick cut of a water balloon. Yeah. Yeah, Uh, bucket of water in the
0: lake. Uh-huh. Done. Yeah. You know? So. The very best of Angela with water ends with her being thrown in the water. Yeah. And then we get some really long shots of Alison staring into the distance and a ranger staring into the distance. Yeah, so he's watching her. Yeah, but they're just staring. Just staring. Like there's nothing else happening, just staring. Then we get the Freddy guy from part two, the guy dressed up as Freddy Krueger, saying that this will give uh, Angela the nightmare of her life. And then we get Angela having a nightmare. We do. We fucking... We have to get a representation of what a nightmare is. Because we're idiots, apparently. Apparently, to Jim Markovic, we're fucking idiots. Thank you very much, Jim. How do we know it's a nightmare? Because it's in red. (laughs) Because it's tinted red. And it's not the nightmare she has in part two. She has a nightmare of the start of Sleepaway Camp when her dad gets killed with... uh, with the boat.
1: Yeah. Yeah, and... and uh, is it her aunt as well?
0: And, so, and her aunt so sending art. her to camp. Yeah. Then, we get the Freddy and Jason scene from part two. The guys dressed as Freddy and Jason getting killed by Angela dresses Leatherface. And then... Just in case... You know, he didn't think we were stupid enough. We're shown... The scene in Sleepwork Camp 3 where she fishes out the Jason mask. Straight after the scene with the Jason mask. Thank you very much. How the fuck could we have known otherwise? (laughs) Alison says all that publicity about murders and death. Same thing. It was so terrible.
1: She got dressed now.
0: Yeah, she got dressed now. Yeah. Then we're showing the iconic moustache cop. Not even in his best scene. No, no, this is an actual mustache, wasn't it? yeah, not the uh painted on one. We have the news report from Sleepway Camp free and Uncle John talking about how uh how the camp's gone downhill, and uh Angela's saying that she's sure um, she'll see that all the counsellors are put in check and uh Allison says that is what she did <laughs> then we see Demi's death. From sleepaway camp two. we're not kidding by the way this is genuinely how it plays out this is yeah we see demi's death from sleepaway camp 2 and a weird edit of the snitch being curled where we just see the knife going up and down a few more times yeah they keep repeating the knife going up and down sean um we get seen sean telling angela about his dad being the cop that arrested her and then it cuts to his head doesn't even show the decapitation Cuts to his head in the TV and there's laughter edited on top of it.
1: Yeah, why? There's a laugh
0: track on there.
1: Why was there a laugh
0: track? Why the fuck did we need that? What? Yeah. (sighs)
1: What does Alison say next? She went back to camp. (laughs) Let me get... You already showing us clips from three separate films. Yeah. (laughs) Why is it off to camp again? When we've already seen each one. I don't fucking get it. It's not in chronological no. order. Why are you acting like it is?
0: Honestly, whoever edited this must have been drunk. Yeah. They must have been drunk or it was a child. Yeah, absolutely. It's just found shit together. We then, we're basically shown the entire of Sleepaway Camp 3 at this stage. Like, out of all three films, that's the one that's shown the most. We see everything from that film. Yeah, yeah. And so... We get to see the girl at the start of Sleepaway Camp 3 who Angela stole her identity, Maria. We get to see her death scene. And Alison says, that was before the days of background checks. Wow. What a season to die for.
1: That makes fuck all sense to me. (laughs) Makes absolutely no sense. We're then shown the... What background checks? For the campers? For the campers, yeah. But I dunno. Then we're getting into the whole why did she steal her hair thing? So I don't want to get
0: into that again. Even if they did background checks, she had this Maria's identity anyway. Yeah. And she looked identical to her anyway, so there we go. She had fake ID, didn't she? Yeah. So and they actually showed that in this film, so they're fucking Yeah. Oh. We get a compilation of the Deaths from Sleepway Camp 3 edited with the Happy Camper song interwined with it. First we get the news reporter's death, then Arab's death, then Cindy, then the firecracker death, and then Riff's death. Complete with the Angela rap. Yeah. What a highlight. I was glad to see the Angela rap back. And then Alison just pops up again and says, oh, she remembers all right. Remembers what? Who? She (laughs) Then she says. (laughs) Who? Who? (laughs) Then she says, the bitches that think their shit don't stink. What? (laughs) (laughs) Is that meant to be the same sentence? So,
1: th- I'm assuming so. Oh, she remembers all right. Like, p- the mean girls. And then it's the bitches that think their shit don't stink. Whose side do you want, Alison? You know? You said, <sighs> we'll oh, terrible, worry, How? How? But yes.
0: We get Ali's death from Sleepaway Camp 2. Judy's uh, straighteners up the fanny death from part one. The shit sisters' death, Marie's uh, not Marie, Mare's death with the drill, uh, and the scene to complete the flashbacks. The scene where the bratty girl goes home. Absolutely unnecessary to include that. I don't know why that was there. Absolutely why they would necessary. end it on that? She, she was just a, a a brat. That was it. Alison tells us, "I have to get out of here before I go crazy like Angela." Where's that ranger? <laughs> Where's that ranger? <laughs> <laughs> also, what I don't
1: get is why it has to be the women who think their shits don't stink. I know, yeah. When, uh, if anything, in the first film in particular,
0: men were mean to her as well, uh-huh. like males, so I don't get it. So, after this, she goes to find that ranger, and they attempt to have sex, it's like, no, <laughs> no, I can't do it. Then they attempt again, and she does the same thing again. And then... um she runs away and says, no, no. And the ranger's like, bitch. And they have a chase through the woods. This is into one with shots of Pamela Springsteen running through the woods (laughs) for some reason. The ranger catches up with her. (laughs) The ranger catches up with her. Now this is a film that goes on for an hour and ten minutes. What did we need? Oh, I know. The ranger trying to sexually assault her. (laughs)
1: What? So they're getting like hot and heavy
0: and she's she's undone a top.
1: Yeah. And then, you know, she changes the mind you woman's prerogative, absolutely. Um but the but then she's got like carries on and yeah. she's like, No, <laughs> no. And then decides and he seems like he seems pushy, yeah. Let's be fair. Um, but it's not until she runs away mm. that he suddenly's he's suddenly a psycho
0: every fucking week for our Summer Camp Slashers, we've had someone forcing themselves on someone. Oh, my God. Even this fucking film. Oh, yeah. And it's not even a fucking film. So, he doesn't manage to get to that point anyway. He just tries it. She runs away again. And a guy with a rifle appears. So, he... Now, this is very important. He finds Alison. So, he walks up to her. He approaches her. And then when she turns around, he's like, you fucking bitch, you scared the fucking life out of me. How dare you? You scared the living daylights out of me, you cunt. And so he's proper going for it. He is so angry at her for scaring him, but he approached her with a fucking rifle. And she's not fazed by this. Um, And he's a fucking hunter.
1: Yeah. Nothing should scare him. Is she having big grizzly bears coming after
0: him? They have a stroll, and she's like, oh, yes, and this Ranger. Ugh, what a douche. And she's like telling him all, slagging off the Ranger. The next minute, out of nowhere, she approaches the Ranger from behind with a knife, and she says, I don't like you. Stay out of my way, or I will kill you. And then, she appears behind the hunter, puts the gun to his head, A a gun that she's got out of nowhere puts a gun to his head and says, now he's being hunted. You're going to help me. Then we hear hear gunshots whilst being shown the sky for some reason. And then we're shown Alison posing in a bikini, holding a knife, uh, leaning against a tree. The ranger approaches him from behind. She lifts the knife up and we're shown Angela on the beach.
1: I quite liked her first bikini. I didn't like this bikini. No. The first, first one, uh, both two-piece bikinis. Um, bikinis are always two-piece, aren't they? Or whatever. I don't know. Um, it was a nice pink one, wasn't it, the first one? Yeah. This is, like, just plain black on top. And then, like, a
0: neon green. Yeah, it looks stupid. It's, yeah. She looks stupid. I didn't like, I didn't like this one. And she's, like, just standing there, like, trying to reflect the knife of, of the sunlight. I... I I don't know. If, I don't know but why. It's,
1: it's like they've done like, um, oh, I, I, I can't. I don't know what you call it when they do shots, um, b- before acting, uh, to um, see how things look. Principal photography. Isn't principal it? photography. Yeah. So essentially, they've done principal photography. Yeah. So uh, her lips barely move throughout the whole of this. Yes. Yeah. This is
0: essentially artwork for the film. Yeah. This is the cover. Yeah. But. Apparently, to Wikipedia, this means that she's actually Angela, and that's the big twist. Yeah, whatever. Apparently. Yeah. How the fuck are we supposed to know that? Yeah. It it, it... this is this was made in nineteen ninety two. Wikipedia wasn't around back then. How the fuck did they think people were gonna know? It's just really. It's incoherent. I thought it's, at one point it's... she was the bratty girl that played up to go home. This <laughs> is just. Not a film. No. At all. No. Not. But apparently she's she's Angela with amnesia. <sighs> and she looks fuck all like her as well. Can we just add
1: that in? Yeah, she she looks nothing like Felissa Rose. And she certainly looks nothing like Pamela uh, Springsteen. No.
0: She looks more like Connie Craig from the artwork of <laughs> two does. and three. Yeah, she
1: does actually.
0: And so um, as we get the credits, we're showing the credits over an image of the corpse of the guy who dresses Freddy Krueger in uh, Sleeper Camp 2. Mm-hmm. Why? I don't know, Absol- because he wasn't all, even a main character.
1: Of all the people to focus on over the end
0: credits, why that guy? But then the, the tagline for this, can you have a look? It's, it's something stupid like, if you sleep, you're going to die. Uh, yeah, something what, like what that. What the fuck? So according
1: to the IMDB, the tagline for, these, for this film... Is either twenty years ago the terror began bullshit? Mm-hmm. It was less than ten years. <laughs> now you must prepare yourself for the most shocking chapter of them all. Now, shocking our fucking exactly, shit. Exactly. Exactly. And then another tagline is "Don't fall asleep. You may never wake up."
0: That's fucking bullshit, It's not Nightmare on the, to they, do. With they that. do know that character wasn't actually Freddy Krueger. <laughs> uh, <I, sighs> I can't even. I'm, I I. don't know. Yeah, I can't even. That's, that's all. It's It's just insulting. We're given a post-credit scene, though, of uh, Angela in the ambulance from uh, Sleepway Camp 3 at the end, and the voiceover of her from part 2 saying, Good night, campers. <laughs> yeah. Which they just stole from the film
1: anyway, yeah. didn't
0: they? So there we go. That's. Whatever the fuck that was.
1: Can I read out... So, according to Letterboxd... Mm-hmm. Now, I don't know if this is an official synopsis. I don't know how um, Letterboxd do their synopses.
0: Uh, you could just yeah. add films,
1: so I, I don't know. Um, Maybe some, someone's added it. It's saying here, Don't fall asleep. You may never wake up. <laughs> In the forest, she is grabbed by two large hands, expecting the hands to be Jack's. <laughs> She is surprised to meet Eugene A large oafish hunter After the enraged Alison explains her situation With Jack to him Eugene vows to help her take care of him Eugene has reasons of his own For disliking Jack being a hunter What the fuck Jack has always tried to keep him Off the property Which Eugene's family has hunted on for generations the fuck wrote that what, what
0: fucking film was that
1: I certainly know what I fucking watched <laughs> the fuck mis- who the fuck wrote that <laughs> how is even that that is not the film <laughs> and even if it was don't fall asleep you may never wake up still makes no fucking sense Absolutely dire! This is, this is insulting to the first three three films. I can't believe they thought they should release it. I... it's ridiculous. Who? I'm. I'm sorry, but you like I said previous, and I'll say it again. You should have had just a collection of clips as a DVD it extra. Was,
0: it was essentially Wake Camp: The Greatest Hits, but, but, but with a... this shitty, weird. Newly filmed thing added in. But everything was in the wrong
1: order. Yeah. Um, none of it made sense, even in the context of, you know, um, the bitchy girls. Why would you put the bratty girl in there? Mm. You know, shit like that. Do, don't... Don't pull together this and tell people that it's a new film. No. It's not. You know? Don't... Piss on my leg and tell me it's raining. It makes no sense. It's insulting. Do you
0: think we'll ever get to see the version that was completed in twenty ten?
1: I don't think that's true. <laughs>
0: but what would? I mean, it's Frank Gorey that announced it.
1: Actually, in twenty ten, it, yeah, it was completed in twenty. So eighteen years after. Yeah, eighteen years.
0: But that's two years after after uh, the fifth film. So uh, maybe they're just like, do you know what, fuck it, no one's going to watch this shit.
1: Who would they have completed it with? I I have no idea. Why would you want to complete this? Literally, it's barely any footage from the actual, you know, um, the film. I keep saying film, it's not fucking film. Um, But just chuck it away. Chuck it away
0: and start afresh. Yeah. So that was Sleepaway Camp 4, The Survivor. (laughs) She's a survivor. <laughs> I barely survived fucking film. <laughs> Next up, we have Return to Sleepaway Camp. <laughs> Released in 2008. Directed by Robert Hiltzik, the director of the original film. And made on a $4 million budget. Oh my god, $4 million. Wow. We have seen films on here. Um, for example, Madman was three hundred and fifty thousand dollars. Uh the burning was one point five million. Look at how great those films look in comparison to this piece of shit.
1: And you've got to take into account inflation, really. You know, uh one point five million back in, you know, the early eighties was a lot of money, mm. you know, compared to compared to now, <laughs> as if I've got one point five <laughs> million in the bank. Um, but you know what I mean. Infl- yeah. like, you know, things obviously cost more now.
0: This was the first sleepwear camp film I ever watched, and I had nothing for it to live up to. I just thought it was, uh, you know, cheap pro slash slasher film that was fairly enjoyable. That was in two thousand and eight. Watching it now, uh, twelve years later. Is a different story. How did you watch it in two thousand and eight? DVD. Did it have a DVD release? It did. It did in the UK.
1: I was oh, I mean, I was desperate to watch this film. I'd uh, watched the first three, in order as as well, um, and I was really excited for this. And then I, I think maybe I just forgot it existed. <laughs> yeah, it was a good reason for that. I hadn't. I not until the watching it for this episode I'd never seen it yeah it didn't have the best I mean I I was. I that put me off yeah
0: I mean I, I was obviously when I watched it I was like oh, what's, who's Angela and whatever I, I was a little confused this by this must that. have made little sense it, it made no then. sense but I, I it made me want to watch the first film to mm. find out what had happened and what was going on and such Whew. didn't know the first film would be leagues better than this the first film looks like fucking The Godfather Part 2 compared to this so this is better than Sleepaway Camp 4 but only just
1: yeah in the sense that it's
0: an actual film film. film. (laughs) it makes it better so this is Isaac Hayes' final film shot five years before his death poor Isaac Hayes
1: but he died in 2008
0: did he? So this was shot five years before
1: 2008.
0: I'm not... You, no, I'm not even surprised. I'm not going to act surprised. If, if they struggled to get a distribution deal for five years, then I'm not surprised.
1: So do you think that's the issue? I, I think so. Did they struggle to get a distribution for five I, years? I assume so. And this was actually shot in 2003. Look, look at the film, Chris. Come on, seriously. It's Yeah, no, it's true. And, and a lot of the humour is very 2003.
0: Yeah. Okay. There, I have never... Ever seen so much fat shaming in one film, and and I mean, come on, I've seen some shit in oh, I the don't past. Know. This You've seen shallow how? Well, I no, I've not seen shallow how, but come on, every five minutes, fat, 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 all the way through this. You you're also don't you don't know who you're supposed to like either. It's it. it you know everyone in this film can die for like I care. So, I sat there and I was like, just kill them all. I don't yeah. care anymore. It's the first sequel to be written, directed, produced. Uh, by the creator of the first film. Fucking, he should have just uh, Since the stuck to his day job. Uh, Darren Miller auditioned for the role of Mickey. He's Darren Miller? I have no idea. Oh. Body count is nine for this film, and it's a direct sequel to the first film, ignoring 2, 3, and that piece of shit 4. The plot is Camp Manabee is where kids torment each other, but people soon start turning up dead. Yeah, that's pretty much the plot. <laughs> Should we get into it? Absolutely no yeah, reference to, to the original, original sleeperweight camp. Dive into this?
1: Absolutely no reference to the original Sleepaway camp. No. Like, yeah.
0: Anything I'd like to say before we dive in? No. So we start with a sleeperweight camp theme song called "Return to Sleepaway Camp," sounding like it's trying to be Limp Bizkit, but it's actually by someone called Goat and Friends. Goat and Friends. Yes, i said Goat and Friends. <laughs> the opening credits are over newspaper he- headlines about the first film. And then we're shown a bunch of boys in their underwear lighting farts. <laughs> yes. Which is really weird because they, they look that they're about 12. This is starting as they mean to go on. Alan is a large guy. And. Uh, He has two personalities in this film, let's face it. One minute he's sympathetic and wants you to like him, but next minute he's a fucking twat and you just want him to die. Okay, so what I thought was Alan had
1: some form of learning difficulties or he was potentially, you know, um, on the spectrum. They, They were trying to paint him out to be the killer basically i thought what i thought that he was um ob- obnoxious obnoxious yeah. but it was because that he struggled to um socialize with people he struggled to socialize with people and um he was overly offensive mm. y- you know I don't know how to describe if, if it. If that is
0: the case... I
1: felt like that's what they were going for because that would have made him a sympathetic character. Yeah, because if it, they're bullying him rather than trying to support him. Yeah, but if
0: that is the case, that is a... Fucking awful representation. Awful, terrible. So bad because really he bad. is so unlikable. Because he, uh, he mentions at some point of some
1: sort of incident yeah, or something. Yeah, prior to the events of the film. I didn't really understand.
0: Yeah, and he was in hospital for something.
1: Yeah, so it wasn't. They don't understand my whatever it was because mm. they really didn't go into great details no. about it, and that's why my my thinking is that maybe there was um, he had some sort of learning difficulties mm. or, or a potential d- d- disability or um, mental, not mental illness, but y- you know what I mean, mm. um, that made him the way he was. But because the film didn't go into it, yeah, didn't explain it, um, the, the sound editing was so bad I had no idea what the fuck he was talking about anyway. Mm. Uh, he just comes across as this, Fucking annoying, obnoxious cunt. Yeah. Throughout the whole film.
0: Yeah. And um, because no one can act, including him, it just makes it even worse. Because you see he's really forcing himself to be so fucking annoying. <laughs> and it's frustrating to watch. And he, he's fuming, anyway, because they're lighting farts about him. It's uh, really aggressive to him, and he wants to try and light a fart. Um... So he lights one and it's only a tiny fart, so the boys start laughing at him. But then he gets really angry and lights a can of something.
1: Oh, like deodorant or hairspray or he,
0: he lights that, but he just stands there lighting it and it's a CGI shitty-looking fire. <laughs> and then this British counsellor, who has about five different accents throughout the whole film, bursts in, grabs him, starts calling him fat, He didn't have a British accent to begin with, though, did he? Yeah, he did. Did he? Yeah. Yeah, it just changes throughout. (laughs) So, yeah, he's fuming at him. Uh, Alan tells him that his ass stinks and runs away. And the rest of the boys are really upset that Alan gets away with everything. And that is only the opening minutes of the film.
1: Yeah, yeah. Um, so, I think we're introduced to the kind of humour we're going to get in this film. Yeah. Very juvenile. Uh-huh. Uh, yeah, pretty
0: much. <laughs> yeah. And so, uh, after this, we're shown the next day, they're all in the, uh, communal area, they're eating, the dining area. And... Alan throws food in the glasses kid's face. I don't know glasses kid's name. Um, no, I don't names... Did we
1: ever hear it? I just called him nerd, I'm sorry. With
0: the names in this film, you either hear them over and over again or you don't hear them at all. Um, <laughs> yeah, that's true. Brandy uh, calls Alan a wanker and points out that his brother's trying to flirt with a girl he fancies. A yeah. police officer. And everyone starts
1: making fun of him. Yeah, for everyone starts it. making fun of him for it.
0: Um... But the weird thing is, when the rest of the boys that he's sharing the cabin with, when when he's a dick to them, they act really sympathetic, like they're having a terrible time with him, and it feels like you're being pointed towards feeling sorry for them. Yeah, Alan's meant to be the sympathetic character, and they're meant to be bullied. It, it's so confusing. Yeah. Like it's like Super Camp Three. Everyone in this film is just a piece of shit. Yeah. But it's weird in this one how they're trying to point you towards feeling sorry for certain characters at certain times. And
1: that's the, the thing is, in part three, Angela killed people because they were assholes. Yeah, It's as simple as that. Mm-hmm. You know, it was a black comedy. We get it. Mm-hmm. This film, people are being killed off because they're being horrible, or, or not because they're being... Um, but after they're horrible to this Alan. Mm. But this Alan is just as bad as some of them. Yeah. So we're like, well, you know, kill Alan off, for fuck's sake. It's like,
0: you're all a bunch of twats. So a police officer is there to speak to the camp about the dangers of smoking. Uh, The police officer has a voice box, and uh, he explains that... Uh, there's been, uh, he had, uh, what type of cancer was it? He had, he had a throat uh, cancer. larynx. L- yeah. Larynx, yeah. Um, and, uh, it was caused by smoking. He's there to warn all the kids about the dangers of smoking. Uh, the count's really obnoxious and everyone starts shouting things at the police officer and uh, the police officer's not really bothered about it. And we go back to Alan, who's not happy with his food. Uh, Randy pushes his face into the plate, then pushes him onto the floor. Uh, and then after this, it's... Uh, is this when we were introduced to Ronnie?
1: Yes. No, it's not. It's Alan. Um, he's sent into the kitchen.
0: Yeah. He sends it. Yeah. Ronnie breaks it up, though. Who yeah, is... Yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, uh, yes. Of one course. of the counsellors from the first Sleepaway yes. Camp, played yes. by the same actor... As well. Yeah. He was always
1: in, he was a muscly guy, always in short shorts. Yeah. Uh, well, I say short shorts, practically indies. Yeah,
0: pretty much. Um, and Bella, uh, she kicks Alan because Alan pulls uh, Toby, who is a girl with glasses, he pulls her pigtail. So Bella kicks him and uh, tells him that his face looks like her ass.
1: Yeah, he's like, why did you do that for? uh, Because your face looks like my ass. Yeah. That's
0: it. Alan goes to the kitchen for food, and Chef Mickey tells him to stay out of the freezer or cut his tiny little balls off. Of course, Mickey leaves, and Alan goes into the freezer to grab some ice cream. Mickey catches him and starts throwing eggs at him. Mm Mm-hmm. And uh Yeah, that's so in return <laughs> really In return, insane. Alan Alan throws a knife at him and it misses his face by inches, goes into the wall. So this is like, you know,
1: are we meant to be sympathetic to someone who throws a large knife at people's faces?
0: Exactly. I, uh, I think I, you're genuinely meant to think that Alan's the killer, which makes no sense considering when you see the killer he's clearly not the same size as Alan. And also, it's,
1: it's Sleepaway Camp, the, retu- the return to Sleepaway Camp, a direct sequel to the original. Mm-hmm. It was a big deal at the time that the original actor who played Ricky mm-hmm. and Felissa Rose were returning. Yeah. Yeah? Mm-hmm. So, and we're going through this film, and I haven't seen either of them yet. No, wow. Technically, you've seen one of them. <laughs> Technically. But I haven't seen either of them yet. So why are you giving me this fucking Alan is the killer when it's a Sleepaway Camp sequel? Yeah. Why? Why Why am I getting this story? I don't want this mm-hmm. fucking story. I want the story of Angela. Yeah. That's what I want. Yes. Yeah. You promised me Felicia Rose returning as Angela. Mm-hmm. You're promising me... um, Please excuse me. I don't remember the actor's name. Uh, returning as Ricky. Yeah. That's what I want to fucking see. Yeah. I don't want this crap. No. I don't want, you know, I don't want Alan to be the killer.
0: I don't care. No. And, and, and that's the thing, it doesn't come into play until, like, the last few oh minutes God. of the film. Like, as to what connects this to the first film. So... Alan runs away, because all he does in his film is do stupid shit and run away. Um, <laughs> he does. He does. Yeah. And tell people that they smell like ass. Yeah. Um. So, Alan's... Oh, no, no, no. Your ass stinks. Your ass stinks, yeah. That's his That's famous worse. catchphrase. Alan's stepbrother, Michael, chases after him into the woods. And uh, Alan informs Michael that his only friends are frogs they don't judge him because of when he was sick in the hospital. And the doctors told him that there will always be after effects. For whatever was wrong with him. And that's it. That's all we hear about the, something being wrong with him. But that's it. Uh, after this, he pushes Michael and pulls a knife out on him. And Michael takes the knife of him and leaves Alan in the woods. Mickey is then killed... Uh in a similar fashion to the chef in the first sleepway camp.
1: Yeah, I thought it was a nice reference actually. Um I would like to have seen more of this sort of reference to the yeah. first film. The same way that um the new Halloween did. Yeah. Where there's certain scenes where you're like, ah, a little bit of fan service. Yeah. You know, if if you're not gonna give us what we want, i.e. Angela um, then at least give us a few little tidbits like this. Exactly. So, yeah. So it's basically the same as the original, um, but uh, over a deep fat fryer. Yeah, well, boiling he, they water. actually
0: dip his head in the fi- deep fat fryer this time. Doesn't get tipped in the Yeah, yes. So the pot falls on yeah. him.
1: Whereas in this one, it, it's, yeah, dipped. His head's dipped into the deep fat fryer.
0: It, after he comes out of it, he looks like a toffee apple. The makeup and effects in this film are fucking shit. That is
1: true. That is true. The makeup awful. effects do look weird.
0: It looks like somebody's tried to
1: recreate Uncle Frank from uh, Hellraiser and failed. And failed.
0: Yeah. Like like a, a cheap Halloween style. Uh, the killer then throws him into a bin, and in, in a reference to Sleepaway Camp Three, crushes him in, in a way that he would in a bin lorry, like like at the start of Sleepaway Camp Three. Oh uh, yeah. So, yeah, that's your fan service gone now. Um, that's what you're him. Frank, who's a counsellor, is petting his uh, parrot Matilda. Yes. Charlie, who's another counsellor, is not happy about Mickey the Chef and tells him that he's useless as tits on a ball. Well, Charlie's Isaac Hayes. Uh, Charlie is Isaac yeah. Hayes, yeah. yeah so He's like, two scenes? Yeah, pretty much. Top build cast, two scenes. Frank doesn't want to spend any more money on the camp, so he doesn't really want to sort things out. Um, But said he will get a new... He will get a new chef.
1: Yeah, and they actually say that Mickey's nowhere to be seen. Yeah. And they still don't see him for No, and they completely forget about him. They do. Yeah. They do, actually. There's no... um, No one suspicious until the next murder. No. And they're not even that suspicious then.
0: No. Um... Do you know why uh, Frank had to leave that conversation? Because uh, he had to use the can. Yeah. Too many beans in the casserole. Uh-huh. <laughs> <sighs> the height of dialogue in the film. Jesus. Um, we then get a school disco-esque social gathering. Well, it's the social, isn't it's, it? It's, it's the social, yeah. It, it looks like a school disco. And... Uh, the stoner kids rolling joints backstage. One of them's called uh, Stan, and the other's called Weed. They decided to call a stoner character Weed. Of course.
1: They're a bit. I think they're trying to be Beavers and
0: Butthead. There was some like uh, laughing. Or well, one beginning. tells the other that he's uh, licking like cow shit. Alan steals uh, the glasses guy's chocolate bar. And the glasses guy tells him to go bother Karen. Karen being the girl that he fancies. that His brother was chatting up. So Alan tries chatting her up. Uh, Bella grabs his dick. And TC grabs his nipples. TC being the main bully. And uh, he gets pushed over. TC does. And what
1: we've established now, because they all say he stinks... Is that he hasn't actually changed since those eggs no. were thrown at him. And he doesn't... He, he doesn't change throughout He entire doesn't film. change his clothes at all. And they just get dirtier and dirtier. Yeah.
0: So, <laughs> Alan tells Frank that his ass stinks and leaves. He runs away. What a surprise. And uh, the stoner guys offer him some weed. But it's actually cow shit. Alan then coughs and happens to be near Stan's crotch at the time of coughing, and that got him the new nickname of Blowjob. Yes, because that's hilarious. Uh, the counsellors take Alan away, and he sticks his middle finger up as he's leaving.
1: See, that's the thing. It, it's, like, uh, n- number one, um, is cow shit anything like weed? I I don't know why cow shit. Where do they get
0: cow shit from? (laughs) They're in the middle of the (laughs) woods. Yeah, they are,
1: yeah. Where's the cows? Um, And also, like... So, this uh, prank's been played on him. Um, He's got the nickname Blowjob now, which is absolutely hilarious. um, And, you know, he's seemingly upset and being taken away and then he like turns around and like
0: mm,
1: gives him the thing yeah. it's like well okay well I don't I, I don't I, I've gone back to not liking you now
0: yeah so in the next scene the stoners are getting stoned again with two girls called Seward Evie they both leave and Stan leaves as well leaving weed on his own and the killer ties weed up uh, feeds him petrol Puts a sticker on his mouth saying "drugs are for dummies." Puts a hole in it. Puts a joint in his mouth. Lights it, and he explodes in a massive CGI explosion. And... This is like something that Pamela Springsteen Angela would do. So I don't get what they're going for. Yeah, yeah. This is not something that Angela from the first Steeper Camp would do. But they're ignoring the sequel. I don't. I don't understand. What are they doing? Where's this humor come from? Cause this was not in the first film. No, CGI wasn't. Um, the CGI um, What the fuck do you need a CGI it, CGI effects in a Sleepaway Camp sequel yeah so unnecessary an explosion like that is fucking stupid so after this uh, Ronnie is telling everyone he thinks it's a repeat of the first film and the cop wants to know what happened to Angela we find that she was locked up that's it like eight con yeah So, Ronnie tells uh, the cop to go and speak to Ricky, Angela's cousin. Frank's fuming because Ronnie decided to bring this up. So, Alan has been a twat again. He interrupts kids playing baseball the next day. Shows them his ass. Yeah. Why? Why? Why did he need to do that? What's the
1: point?
0: You know that you're going to get picked on even more. Why the fuck would you do this shit? Yeah. So, he goes to a bunch of kids playing croquet. Uh, Karen is one of them, as is uh, Bella. Calls a girl a lesbo because she was wearing a short-sleeved top. Or whatever she was fucking wearing. She had a tattoo. Yeah, I'm not... Yeah, I'm not sure. Classic 2008.
1: (laughs) 2003?
0: 2003. Uh, he harasses Karen to go to his secret hideout.
1: Yeah, he essentially... he. So they're playing croquet and he gets in the way and he starts kicking the balls and kicking the, the ground and all that shit. And he literally says, I'm not going until Karen agrees to meet me at my special place. Secret hideout. Secret hideout later. Yeah. You know, what kind of behavior is this? What an absolute arsehole. Just is that funny? Is is it meant to be funny? And you know, I don't get it. I don't understand. Um, and all her friends are literally like, "Well, we want to carry on this game." Yeah, this. so desperate for. A game so of you croquet. better agree to it, Karen. Go with this creepy guy so we can finish our game. Yeah. And then you're like. Oh, you better say yes, Karen, or I'm going to beat him up.
0: Fucking beat him up then. Yeah. Yeah, she's forced into saying yes to him. Yeah. And she says she's bringing. um, She's bringing Marie with her. And he's like, oh, that's great. I like Marie. (laughs) After this, uh, he tells Bella that her ass stinks and runs away. Again. (sighs) everyone's paintballing after this. It's a very long game of paintball because it starts at night time and as the game progresses... Even I noticed that. (laughs) As the game progresses, it's daytime. Because I was... Broad daylight. I was
1: literally like... (laughs) When they were all collecting the paintball guns and and everything, I was like, are they playing
0: paintballing at night? That's going to be really difficult. This is just show this just shows how lazy this film is that they forgot they started the scene at night time. Yeah. They must have just forgot. They must have. Because uh well,
1: Alan wants to join, doesn't he? Yeah. So he's run over. Um they've they're starting without him, so uh, he doesn't actually put any of the equipment on. No. That you're meant to wear. Um, and then we cut to it being Daylight Daytime yeah. uh, Daylight.
0: So this 10-hour game of paintball results in everyone gathering around him and shooting him with paintball guns.
1: Essentially. So he finds the opposing team uh, to his team and runs away. They're all in a line, uh, start shooting at him. Um, They're terrible shots, by the way. Oh, yeah. Absolutely terrible shots. Um, And then he finds his team and he's like, Oh, come on, team, let's get them. And his team start shooting at him. Mm -hmm. And eventually the two teams come together and he's on the floor, um, quite upset, being shot by many, many paintballs. Mm -hmm. And then runs away. If the character of Alan had been treated better, that actually could have been quite a sad scene, you know, quite an emotional scene. It's pointless.
0: It's fucking pointless. completely
1: pointless. Completely pointless. It ends with two of them taking their helmets off and laughing. Yeah. And then that's it. That's it. Or All it actually does to, to further anything is
0: make his T-shirt dirtier. So he looks even more of a tramp. Yeah. The next scene makes even less sense, though. Because the cop goes to speak to Ricky to question him about Angela. <laughs> yeah. So, spoiler alert, the cop is Angela. Uh,
1: yeah, yeah.
0: Why the fuck would Angela... Go and question her cousin about Angela. Yeah, you just you would just say to the camp that you're going to do it, and you wouldn't do it. Yeah, that's it. There's okay. no reason to why this scene needed to exist. Yeah. Other than the fact they needed to introduce Ricky, and they had no idea how to do it.
1: Yeah.
0: Just, just completely pointless. So pointless.
1: And that there's no suggestion at the end that they were in on it together.
0: No, because no, he's shocked. Yeah. She, she's just drawing attention to herself by inviting him. Yeah. Well, she, well, eventually she invites him, but making him aware of it, she's just drawing attention to herself. And uh, Ricky says, when he's talking
1: to the cop, that uh, he sees Angela every two weeks yeah. anyway. Yeah, he sees her every two weeks. He sees her every two weeks. He's the only one that goes to see her, mm-hmm. after all that
0: time. Also, the guy who plays Ricky can't act... At all. No, no. He is awful. He, I I don't think he acted at
1: all in between. Yep. Um, And it shows, it really does show. Uh, Fortunately, he's not in the film very much. No. Didn't have many lines, but it definitely shows that there's been quite the gap between the two films.
0: Uh, Alan's crying to frogs. Karen and Marie arrive at a secret hideout. But when they sit down, dead frogs start falling on them. Now, uh, they run away. These are just frogs
1: that have been killed, isn't it? Yeah. Rather than skinned. Uh, yeah. Um, just, just, I just wanted to remind you of that uh, for later. Yeah. <laughs>
0: yeah. So Alan starts fucking screaming and shouting and whatever. Um, and then after this... Michael and his friend Vinny uh, appear, and they admit they killed the frogs because it was, in their words, freaking cool.
1: Yeah, and what I don't get is that the the girls are like, so they run off. Yeah. Screaming, uh, blaming, Alan for this. Yeah. Even though I I think it's quite known that he's a fan of the frogs. Yeah. So why why would he kill why would exactly. he kill the frogs
0: But whatever. And why would he set him up to fall from the tree as soon as he sat down? Exactly. So he chases after the girls. They've been running for a very long time. Um, he chases after them. The girl he called a lesbo t- tells him to beat off. And he calls her a hug- an ugly whore.
1: Yeah, he catches up with the girls quite quickly. Yeah. Considering they had quite the head start. Mm-hmm. Uh But yeah, they all end up at the lake, don't they? Yeah. Yeah,
0: yeah he calls her an ugly whore. And uh, after this, Randy and the bullies all give him a wedgie and push him in the lake. Now, this female counsellor, Petey, uh, she's really nice to uh, to Alan, which is important to remember a little later on. But she's probably the nicest character in this film. Yeah. She doesn't do a single thing wrong. She's just constantly helpful. Yeah, she's barely in it. <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> huh? She helps him out of the lake. And uh, later on, T.C., Karen and Michael are planning something. And Matilda the parrot tells Frank that his ass stinks. Yes. Which, of course, leaves Frank to Frank's think fuming. that Alan's been in his uh, little hut place, whatever it is. So Alan is in a queue to get some food and he's winding Toby up, pulling her hair again. Bella shoots spitballs at him.
1: Yeah, from quite the distance From quite well. a distance. She's, she's, she's got very a good impressive. shot. She's got a very good shot.
0: He then throws a drink over her and calls her a fat pig, of course. Frank uh, then confronts him about Matilda. And uh, what does Alan tells <laughs> him his ass stinks and runs away. <laughs> so fucking lazy. This film is so lazy. <laughs> It's just like, okay, yeah, uh, okay, we need Alan to be bullied. Don't need to do something stupid. Tell someone their ass sticks and run away. And repeat. And repeat again. And keep repeating until we've got a four-length film. (laughs) It's so true. (laughs) Karen uh, tells Alan she's going to take him to play Spin the Bottle. um, But it's in the dark and it's backstage. So she takes him there. uh, The bullies steal all his clothes, put a bag on his head. And uh, reveal him to the whole social hall. In his undies. In his undies. And even they're filthy. Yeah. Yeah. Well, it's about time he got out of those clothes, let's face it. it. That's true,
1: actually. Did him a favour, ripping the T-shirt.
0: Yeah. Everyone laughs at him. Uh, Ronnie tells Randy to find out what happened, even though it's Randy's night off. And then they take uh, Alan back to the cabin... Where Petey's comforting him yet again. And Ronnie freaks out and uh, starts accusing Petey of being Angela. Starts screaming in her face, telling her she's Angela. Yeah, which
1: um is a bit of an insult to the young lady yeah. who plays Petey yeah. because y what? What time difference are we looking at here? Twenty five years? Easily, yeah. Um if it was filmed in two thousand and three then it was twenty years. Uh, and this this poor lady <laughs> yeah. does not
0: look like she's the same age as Andrew. No way. <laughs> the cop breaks it up and there's some uh, people outside chanting blowjob. And Frank, the council, is telling them to stop. But they are just constantly chanting this. And after they finish, she's like, oh, you're all going to be in trouble. That's it. Are you fucking serious? They're outside
1: and they're, they're like hiding behind trees. I don't really get the reason for this scene. It's like blowjob, blowjob, yeah, blowjob. I was like, what the fuck? What sort of fucking humour is this film got? Yeah, what are we? Are we, are, we In- are we meant to feel sorry? Are we meant to feel sorry for Alan, or is this meant to be funny?
0: Which one is it? I the, don't The director has clearly never spent time with normal human beings. Because no one acts like this. No. no one on the planet acts like this. Which, which is fine in some contexts. But,
1: you know, tell me what you're trying to do. You know, I'm so confused. And it's just a fucking confusing film. Yeah. And the humour in it is so juvenile... So, ooh, ooh, It looked
0: like he was giving that guy a blowjob. That's so funny. Yeah. Like, fuck off. So Alan freaks out, runs outside of his cabin and just screams. Ronnie chases him and eventually can't find him. And after this, the killer takes Matilda, the parrot, and knocks Frank on the head with what looks like a toy hammer. Yeah. He then, uh, well, should we say, she then. Puts a bird, the bird cage on Frank's head, empties a bag of something into the bird cage, and the screen cuts to black. It's meant to be some sort of animal. I feel but we don't know what kind what, of we animal. We never see it the show you. We no- we don't. Uh, Karen's feeling guilty about what she did, but decides that uh, after a while that her Bella Marie and the Glasters girl and um, Toby are going for ice cream. Ah, uh, TC, uh, is in his cabin, scoping tits and cho- and uh, choking the weasel. His exact yeah. words. And uh, the rest of the bullies, uh, they convince him to go out with them. Uh, but as soon as he goes outside, we get this really badly edited shot of Ronnie just coming into frame, saying, "Don't you think about going anywhere? Get back in there now." <laughs> but you can tell that was filmed at a completely different time. <laughs> yes. <laughs> Definitely. <laughs> so, he goes back in. Uh, Randy and Linda. Uh, I think this is the first time I actually see Linda. I think so. It's difficult um, to care. Yeah. They go to the pump house, which we're told is what they use to pump the lake. But that's not, not why it's called the pump house. It's called the pump house because of all the pumping going on. And Randy does this fucking stupid ass thrusting. dance a few times too many times and this is when his accent is all over the place he's meant to be British but he sounds like he's struggling to do a British accent he goes Scottish he goes Australian he goes American it's fucking how can you not get your own accent right <laughs> <sighs> so they move from the pump house and go to the woods um, his accent's changing even more Linda goes to get a sleeping bag from the jeep whilst he has a piss. uh, But he is tied to the tree from behind. He thinks it's Linda. And whoever this is, lowers a wire down and puts it around his dick. And he says the exact lines of dialogue. Linda, you're choking Mr. Happy. You're hurting my fucking pecker.
1: Why? It takes him way too long to realise... That it's not Linda, and it's somebody trying to kill him. I just can't believe anyone
0: thought of that fucking dialogue. (laughs) So Linda attempts to go back, but she sees the killer running towards her, and she's like, oh, shit, he's coming after me! (laughs)
1: Yeah, she's like, you must have saw him tied up and everything, she's like, ah, fuck that, he's coming after
0: me, I'm going. So she falls over and then runs away. Uh, The wire that's attached to his dick or as he calls it his pecker or Mr Happy who has been attached to the car so Linda drives away and this yanks his dick right off
1: yeah <laughs> and we don't see we don't see I, I'm just I, I feel like a lot of the humour was they were going for was Troma-esque yeah um but I'm like it. The one thing about trauma is that they do well is that they just go for it yeah you know, they just, they don't do things by half. No. So, try, not that I was desperate to see a flying penis, but trauma would have done that. Yeah. You would have seen it. And do you know what? Would it have been the best special effects in the world? No. But it it doesn't need to no, be no. when it's that kind of fun, campy horror. Yeah. And this is what I felt like this film was going for, mm. but just not doing it correctly. Uh-huh. And because a lot of the, the kills, um, you know, are either fade to, uh, cut to black... Yeah. ...or cut away at the last second. It's it's, it's quite dry in, in certain is. scenes. Uh, I, I'm not a big fan of the, the death scenes,
0: really. They're not... No. No. This is probably the best... Oh no no actually I know which one's the best, ah uh, but yeah. we'll get to that shortly. Yeah,
1: but uh, like I was saying, it was if you're gonna go for this, just yeah, fucking go for yeah. it. this Well, the best example is just shit.
0: this next scene where Linda drives off and she drives into a barbed wire trap, and it's just you don't see a thing. No. You and it makes no sense either with where the barbed wire is.
1: Yeah, so it it's kind of it's jeepish the the car. I'm not, I'm not, I'm not uh, an expert if I'm being honest. But I think it's like a jeep. Um yeah, it So is. so there's no roof to it. No. Um, so this barbed wire, she's just like, what is that? And she's still mm. driving. She still drives. Like, oh my god! It's barbed wire. Still driving. Yeah. <laughs> Doesn't attempt to duck or brake or anything like that. Um, so she just drives straight into this barbed wire, which, yeah. which, I, I, I felt like would have hit the, the windscreen first yeah.
0: before hitting her. We'll see her again in a bit, but before then TC's looking at some porn. He's looking at a porn magazine and a wooden stick pops through the magazine. This other guy comes in and asks if he's sure, because he tells him about it he says, are you sure it's just not you popping some major wood? <sighs> TC then gets a stick of wood to the eye and runs around a bit and runs into the door and it kills him. Yeah, so there's a hole in
1: the floor where this stick's come through. So it's like a broom that's got a really sharpened end Mm -hmm. to it. Um, And in the scene, uh, it could have worked, really. In another film, this could have worked. But between the two of them they keep looking into this hole to yeah. see what it is uh and, and all that and obviously you're like okay one of these is going to get the, the, the stick to the eye mm-hmm. and it goes on quite long and again if it was in any other film it could have been funny or, or tense um, but it's just like oh come on <laughs> you know just yeah. kill him and then obviously it ends up with the, the spiked broom handle going into TC's eye Mm-hmm. And then he hits the wall with the stick and it ends up going right
0: the way through. Uh Uh-huh. And after this, Ronnie finds Frank's corpse. And in one of the best kills of the film, the killer has set up a mattress of spikes, which is very elaborate. But we'll go with it. Um, They've set up a mattress of spikes. They've pulled out uh, Bella's chocolates to make her think that Alan's been in her room. So, she gets into bed, and the killer jumps down onto the mattress and completely just crushes Bella <laughs> with these spikes. <laughs> that's
1: quite funny, you know? That, yeah, that's the best killer of the film for me.
0: Yeah, yeah. Ronnie is then, he, he's, he's out looking for, in his words, that little witch Angela, and Karen and Marie find Bella. They immediately assume it's Alan, and that they're next. The cop arrives, and so does Ricky. Apparently, no one knows who invited Ricky. Neither does he, even though he got the invitation.
1: Yeah, I didn't get this. So, Ricky's saying that the cop invited him Mm. uh, over the phone, and the cop's saying, oh, no, I didn't invite you. Um, So, if this was a trick to get him there, I don't understand why Angela would do that. He doesn't need to be there.
0: He doesn't need to be there. He doesn't need... He didn't need to be in this film
1: at no, all because he's nef- it, the the thing is he's not in any way integral to the plot. So forced which you know so none of his scenes make any sense. Uh his presence doesn't make any sense no. and for because he was a key character in the original film. Yeah. Um which is disappointing in this film because he should have been more of a Just make him a counsellor. Or a reason. Yeah. Just make him
0: a counsellor. Yeah. That's all you need to do. Yeah. So, they all split up to go and look for the other kids. Karen finds Linda with her barbed wire wrapped around her face. Wrapped around her face. I was surprised. How? The windscreen is still in, it's all in place. Yeah. It hasn't been damaged, but somehow it's been wrapped around her face. Yeah.
1: Because I was a bit like, I wouldn't really kill you, would it? No. Just a bit bit of barbed wire to the face. You know, you, you might get some quite deep scratches and such or potentially lose an eye. But I didn't think it would kill. No. Uh, but apparently this barbed wire had a life of its own and wrapped itself around her face.
0: Karen then faints and when she wakes up, she's got rope tied around her neck and it's tied to a basketball hoop. If that's what you call them. Yes, it is, yes. So the killer has control of this and starts moving the hoop backwards, which is stringing her up. It looks like some out of Saw. You can tell this is 2008. (laughs) Um, It's stringing her up. And after this, Michael comes in and saves her. uh, And she tells Michael and the cop that it was Alan that did it, bitch. If you saw that killer, you know that was not Alan. Yeah. You know it was not him. It's not got the same body shapes. Obsessed. It's you know.
1: Before this point, okay, conceivably it could be Alan. Yeah. You know we get it. But no, not even that. The the chef's death. You see a clear image of the killer. But I mean, in terms of the characters. Yeah. Um Yeah, we do see a clear Im- image of the character mm-hmm. uh, of the the killer as well. So for us. We know it's not Alan. Yeah. Uh, Alan's disappeared for a while now mm-hmm. as well. Uh, it's the most time in the film where we don't actually fucking see him. Mm-hmm. Thank God. Yeah. Um, but yeah, for her, she must. She would have known it's not Alan. Yeah. Al- Alan's a tall, big, built guy. Yeah. Felissa Rose mm-hmm. is a relatively petite woman. Yeah. You know?
0: So, Alan's out in the woods crying to frogs. Again. Michael goes and beats him with the croquet bat. Yeah. And, uh, unfortunately doesn't kill him. But as he's beating him, someone grabs the bat and, uh, we see Michael turn around and that's it. It fades to black. (laughs) After this, Ronnie, Ricky, and another counsellor find Alan on the floor and he's pointing to something. Whilst the cop gives a speech about kids being mean and how she's been waiting for a long time uh, for this moment. The cop is obviously Angela, and the disguise is shit. You know it's a disguise A disguise immediately from seeing it. Well, I called this
1: twist pretty early on, didn't I? Yeah. Um, because it's very clear that the sheriff is a disguise. I mean, yeah. the nose looks very strange. You know, and it's just got all of those uh, stereotypical, you know, cheapo disguise um, attributes. Yes. So I did call this
0: um, very early on. And Angela is, of course, played by Phyllis Rose in this, the original actress that played her. Yes. And she says, Michael thought skinning frogs was cool. Ask him how cool it is now. He never okay, he skinned, never skinned frogs. any
1: frogs. He killed frogs, that's true. He never
0: skinned any frogs. And um, bullshit.
1: So what I don't get is that this is Angela. She's killed them because they're bullies? Yeah. Or, but wasn't that what Angela did in 2 and 3?
0: Yeah, essentially. Yeah. Uh, she did in the first
1: one, I suppose, yeah. didn't
0: she? Or anyone who had her. there's nothing here... That states why this can't be a sequel to two and three, Over the fact it's Phyllis and Rose again.
1: Yeah. And what I also don't understand is who was the bully here? So she's... So she, what did she say? Um,
0: that Michael thought... Oh. About um, being mean. About was, kids being mean to people. Kids, kids are always so mean, mean and they never so learn their lesson.
1: who is she defending here? Because... By all accounts, Alan's a very mean person as well.
0: Yeah, but it appears she's defending him. It would seem that way. Yeah. She's skinned Michael alive. And uh, Ricky screams Angela's name. Angela laughs into the camera for what feels like about an hour. And then she stops, just stares at the screen, and it's the credits. But then, in the Sleepaway Camp cinematic universe... We get a post credit scene that's better than the entire film. Yeah, we do. Uh, Angela's on the side of the road wearing a great outfit. She's completely freaking out. A car's uh, been hired, uh, she changing the tyre. Yeah, been hired the tyre's blown. And the cop pulls over and comes to help her. She flags him down. And uh, he gets underneath the car. And she lets the car down and crushes his head. Yeah. <laughs> this is what I wanted to see. Yeah.
1: This is what this film should have been. Yeah. This should have been two or three, Sleepaway Camp two or three, mm-hmm. but with Felissa Rose in yeah. The part. Yeah. It really, really, uh, you know... You, I don't get it. I, I just don't... I don't understand because I'm assuming... Uh, I'm pretty sure it was Felissa Rose under that disguise it was, for the show. it was. So it's not like... Guys, we've only got Felissa Rose mm. for two days or two weeks, yeah. so that's why we've had to do this. You know, she's been. Employed. She's in the whole film. She's in the whole film. No, she's not a major character or anything. So utilize her. That's what I wanted to see, you know. And the the poster that I saw, Isaac Hayes is top billing. Mm. Now,
0: obviously, Isaac Hayes is a legend, but why? Yeah. Why? Well, also, it's a big messy hand, isn't it, with the knife and yeah. the poster. There it is. That's not sleepaway camp. No. Nah. But that is Return to Sleepaway yes. Camp. Yes. What's your final ranking of the whole franchise? One,
1: two, three, five, and
0: four. Yeah, mm, the same exact same for me. It's an absolute mess absolute mess Return to Sleepaway Camp and Sleepaway Camp 4 which is a shame because it's a great franchise and these entries have just destroyed it yeah. but we'll see where to go with this remake and uh, yeah but that's Summer Camp Slashers out of the way now for this year I think next year we should broaden it a bit and just do Summer Horror I think And then so. we can talk about yeah. core shit like Jaws. The, and yeah, the camp, so. there's only so many camping films and anyway. There's a lot of woods-based films, lots of forest-based yeah. films. I think Summer Camps, the only one we haven't covered is The Final Girls. And that is a great film, by that the way. That is actually, I would recommend that. Um, but yeah, so maybe we'll do that next year, who knows. But for now, uh, we'll be back on Friday with our original versus remake episode for this month where we'll be talking about Cat People. Yes. Uh, until then if you are listening on Spotify don't forget to follow us uh, rate, review and subscribe on iTunes like and follow on anything counts. and uh, we've already gave our socials but my socials is uh, I'm dead at Gaz92 on Letterboxd Gazmo205 on Instagram GazCruise92 on Twitter I'm ChrisBarker823
1: on Letterboxd Twitter and Instagram
0: and we will see you on Friday bye